With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Hendo's Hot Topics, the podcast to distract your mind. Real people and their stories, raw and uncut. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Hendo's Hot Topics. I hope you're doing well. hope you're loving yourself. And of course, I hope you're having an amazing day. Now today we have someone quite special. Uh, today we have a female icon in New Zealand women's football, someone who everyone has their eyes on at the moment with the FIFA Women's World Cup coming up. Now debuting for the Football Ferns, November 2019, exact month a year later, joining Melbourne Victory where she currently still plays, in the same year taking home the Women's Young Player of the Year award, with the 2022 season helping take uh, Melbourne Vict- victory ah, la, 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 to glory <laughs> beating Sydney FC 2-1 Football Ferns player number 187 and New Zealand Olympian number 1401 we have the one and only Claudia Bunge we got it out welcome to the podcast well done thanks what an intro oh my days <laughs> now let's uh let's dive deep already be open and honest how's life for you at the moment yeah, it's um, it's really good. I'm back home living with mum and dad and my younger brother. Um, don't think they're too sick of me yet. So I've been back in the country for about two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're just right into camp uh, five days a week. It's it's pretty hunnets, but it's yeah, really good. Yeah. What do you do for downtime when you get downtime? Um, not too much. I I was doing study, but I've kind of put a pause on that. Um, footy's been taking up a lot of my time, so um. I just like to hang out with my mates, go get a coffee, go for a walk, hang out with mum and dad. Yeah. They're cooking me dinner, so it's it's pretty good. I can't complain too much. Yeah, so it's worth, it's worth coming home. Definitely. Yeah, definitely yeah. worth coming home, yeah. Yeah. Um, your time in Aussie has been, I'd say, one of a very busy one, you know, in the, in the last year or so. Walk us through how, how it's uh, been you know, coming back home and, and getting back into normal things yeah for sure yeah it is very busy over there we travel a lot I've seen most parts of Australia the only part I haven't seen is Tassie um but yeah we travel a lot and then like chuck ferns in with all of that um I think yeah we were in Turkey just recently and then Bo Wilkie and I we had to play in a semi-final like three days after our last game in Turkey so we flew back to Melbourne had maybe 24 hours, and then we had to play a semi-final, which, of course, went to 120 minutes, and we were all just buggered by the end of it. Um, and then, yeah, and then came home not too long after because we got knocked out the following week. So, yeah, the travel's pretty hectic, but I, I like that lifestyle. It suits me. So, yeah, yeah I love it. Are you a bit of a – you love the fast pace of everything? Yeah, yeah I do. I don't yeah. really like to be in one place for too long. Yeah. So, But it is nice to be back for, for a couple months and – not be on too many planes. Yeah. What was your uh, go-to meal while you were over there? In Turkey? Yeah. Um. Oh, man. Turkish food is so good. So, like, kebabs. Their kebabs are so good. Their salads are amazing. Um, they have this, like, Turkish dessert that's bomb. I can't remember what it's called. It's, like, 
oh, it's like this flaky kind of pastry. I fully forgotten what it is, but we like, it was in the part where we weren't meant to like go eat because we had like our own separate like dining room and stuff. Yeah. So we'd like sneak into like the main, where the rest of the tourists go that are like staying at the hotel. So a couple of the girls and I would go in and sneak and get a couple of those every night. But yeah, they were pretty good. I'll search it up while you answer the next question. Baklava, baklava. Yeah, Yeah, so good. Unreal. So, you know, my go-to kebab place is Kebab Station out in Kumu. Oh, yeah. You know, is uh, uh, kebabs over there. Yeah, kebabs are kind of decent over here. Yeah. You know, what is it like over there? So, um, they they are good. I think the meat's probably, like, a bit better over there. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. the ones here are still, like, pretty decent. Like, some meat on chips. Like, you can't, oh, go, you can't go wrong. No, 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 no. You can't go wrong. Now, you've been playing, uh, you've been, been playing footy since you were five. So, it's you know, safe to say it's it's been your life for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like every other Kiwi kid, you, you dibbled and dabbled in a lot of sports, but uh, you stuck with footy. But you were quite quite a keen tennis player, mm. but uh, you didn't decide to stick around and be the next Serena Williams. Why is that? No, I definitely was never going to be a Serena Williams. <laughs> That's way too kind of you. Um, no, I love tennis and other sports too. I played, um, what did I play? I played a um, bit of softball, bit of uh, volleyball, Gave cricket a go, wasn't for me. I was terrible at that. Um, but tennis was really good, and my younger brother PJ played it, and we were quite competitive. Um, I still think I was better than him. But um, I just really liked the like team component of football. Um, and I really enjoyed doubles. Doubles was definitely my favourite, but I hated singles. Yeah. I just didn't like being on my, like by myself on the court. And like, yeah. You've got no one else to blame yeah. if you like muck up or anything. <laughs> Not that you should ever blame other people. That's so true, though. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm, like, quite a social person, so I think that's why I stuck to football. Yeah. If you can think of a sport now, you know, m- maybe one you didn't, you didn't play mm. or maybe one, one you did play, if it wasn't for football, what would you put, you know, ten toes down and try to go hard in? I've always really liked watching sevens. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to take a hit like those girls, but being in Melbourne and, like, seeing a lot of like around the AFL and like the AFLWs like coming in and one of the girls on my team is actually um playing for Hawthorne yeah. this season. I reckon I would like give that a really good crack. Yeah. Um obviously like kicking through like soccer would help and I feel like I can catch a ball. So yeah. Maybe in another life I, I would have given that a go. But it's also not really like a big thing here. Um I didn't really realise how big it was until I moved to Melbourne. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah AFL um even for me, my mates, AFL has been one of those sports in the recent years that's been so popularised. You're like, oh, and you, you know, there's those sports that you think, okay, you know, if if I played that, I know, I know, I'd be good. Yeah. But you see the AFL AFL videos, and you see them in training, jumping like oh, 1.7 verticals yeah. and stuff. You're like, oh, maybe never mind. Yeah, and they <laughs> like the amount of Ks they clock in a game is yeah. crazy. Like the field is so big. So I'm like, oh yeah, I reckon I could do that. But yeah. I'd be blowing definitely. And I think they play quarters. Yeah. And the game's like really long. So and stuff playing on an oval field as well. Oh, that's, the size of it, it's like at least double of like a football. field. Field, yeah. so but yeah i'd still give it a crack i think yeah what's um while we're talking about meals before what's uh what's one of mum's home cooked meals that you you know she tells you that she's cooked it for dinner and you're like oh mm. there's no way mm. and you're you know you're you're fiending to get home to just just eat it she's a really good cook yeah. um so anything she makes is really good but her fettuccine is like Ooh, next level okay so when she's making fettuccine i've got an older brother as well um who doesn't live at home he will come over if she's making fettuccine yeah okay that says something yeah so yeah k-dog's fettuccine is unreal so we'll uh we'll 
allow you to put the listeners and viewers into your shoes for mm-hmm. your, your debut back in 2019, okay? Yep. Now, I've, I've always found this to be interesting, to try paint a picture. Now, if you're tuning in, I want you to close your eyes now and just uh, put yourself in Claudia's shoes and, and walk us through, you know, the emotions beforehand, you know, uh-huh. just the atmosphere. Like, was it hard to put that, you know, quiet, the outside, outside noise around you? Yeah, it was probably, hands down, the scariest game I've ever played in my life. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd played in, like, big games before, um, like at under-17s and under-20 World Cups. Like, I still get nervous before, like, any game with the Ferns or even, like, at club level. But, yeah, Tom, the coach at the time, we had a training, um, I think it was match day minus one. So it's, like, usually you go through, like, your tactics. And um, I was just assuming I was just going to be on, like, the B team. So you have, like, your starting team and then the B team kind of, like, act as the opposition you're playing. And he comes up to me before the training. He's, like, puts his hand on my shoulder. He's, like, so, Claude's you're going to be starting against China tomorrow. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I actually fully said that to him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. And he's, like, the most nonchalant, chillest coach ever. Like, he obviously knows his stuff and Mm. is an incredible coach, but very chill. Um, And, yeah, I remember the day of the game, I was just, like... I don't know where I was, but I was so nervous. I remember before the game, I didn't speak to anyone. I was just like in my head, which probably in hindsight, looking back, wasn't very smart. Um, And I kind of like blacked out between like walking, like we do the walkthrough and like do the anthem and stuff. Like I just remember, I actually don't remember much. Like I feel like I was just so nervous. I like blanked. Um, And then, yeah, I connected, once the game started, like connected a few passes here and there and kind of grew into the game as it went um I think it was a good game to like start in because like they were a similar level to us um so I was busy but like not too busy um and I also had Stoddy next to me and she's just like the best person to have next to you her communication's great and she's an unreal player but yeah honestly I had never been so nervous ever and yeah from when like we were in the change room to when the game started I probably like blanked most of it (laughs) (laughs) is there um is there any points of that game or, you know, that kind of, I want to say, occurrence that you look back on sometimes and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I can't believe that happened? Or even just, you know, starting or making a debut for the Ferns, you know, because a lot of players, women's, men's across the world, you know, their debut is coming off the bench maybe mm-hmm. 15 minutes to the end of the game. But yeah. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a different debut to most. Um and obviously we had like a few injuries at the time. Yeah. Um, Abby wasn't around and Mouse had done her Achilles. So we were we were very low on uh, central defenders. Um, but I think it was kind of good like coming on in like an intense game as a centre back or a defender in general is just like really tough. Like you can't really make any errors because, yeah. you know, the other team could be scoring. Um, so I think like coming off the bench, it would have been kind of hard to like adjust to the speed of the game. Um and, yeah, I was kind of just thrown in the deep end, but I kind of think that's that's a good thing. Um, and, yeah, luckily I, I played all right. I mean, I made a mistake here and there, but I think for, like, yeah, a fresh 19, 20-year-old, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. How do you um, – no, how do you – what do you do to you know, handle those pre-game jitters? I have gotten better. I have yeah. gotten better since then. Um, I'm pretty, like, a social person, so, like – day of a game or like day before a game I like to muck around with the girls and just like 
I don't know, just talk shit. Yeah, distract myself. um, Be a bit of a nuisance. Go get a coffee. I'm a massive, like, coffee fiend. So um, there's a big group of us that'll go for a walk and go to, like, a cafe or something. Um, And then kind of, oh, if we, like, got an away game and we're on the bus, I'll just, like, listen to my music. Um, That's, like, my me time. And then when we get to the ground, like, kind of just chill again, like, talk to the girls. And then, like, once we are out for warm-up, it's kind of, like, go time. Um, and then I kind of like tune into myself yep. a little bit more, but yeah, I have definitely improved since the first China tour. Yeah, I was a bit of a mess. <laughs> this is a think fast question. Yeah, you're on the bus right now. What's your go-to song? Um, oh, I've been listening to Sub Focus oh, yeah. recently. I quite yeah. like my like DMB in house. Yeah. Like I quite like to get pumped up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any anything like Dimension, Sub Focus, those kind of artists. Yeah. Yeah. When you were younger, did you think that you would be or would have accomplished what you have, you know, in the time span you have for such a young age? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I always wanted to, like, play professionally and play for New Zealand um, at any kind of sport. It was only probably, like, around 16, 17, I realised it was football. Um, but, yeah, like I, like, I liked school and I did all right, but I didn't really love school, like... Hence why I was going to a lot of the zone days in intermediate school. I was just wanting to... Yeah, let's be honest. Everyone, all the athletes only went to school to play sports. Exactly. And I went to Murray's Bay Intermediate, which is like a sports school. So, yeah, I wasn't around um, much in year seven and eight because I was out at the zone days. But, um, yeah, not really. It kind of, you don't, like, yeah, you don't really think about, like, you know, what you could accomplish. Um, And, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky to have, you know, accomplished some of my goals um at a young age but i've still got more that i want to accomplish as well nice and are you one uh are you one to you know share those goals with others or are you kind of one to manifest it in your head and just quietly work away at it yeah i like to quietly work away at it like i'll tell like my family like my mum, my dad um pj's never really around so (laughs) i don't usually tell him but they all know and like my my close friends i'll tell um but yeah i'm yeah, quite a private person. I don't really like to say it out loud. And then if you, yeah. like, don't accomplish them, you know, people can't be like, oh, what are you doing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so, yeah, just quietly work away at it. Now, in the past few years, women's sport in general has, I would say, taken a turn for the best, um, you know, especially as a, as a young female athlete and one that a lot of young females look up to in the country. Since you've stepped into the, the realm of professional sports, in you know, professional women's sports, what kind of changes or you know different things have you seen happen or, or move around you? That's a really good question. Um, and I'm still learning so much. I feel yeah. like, like especially with the World Cup being here and obviously the Black Ferns doing so well last year in their World Cup, um, we're kind of just like starting to scratch the surface. But I think the main thing I've like learnt is like to ask more questions and kind of, you know, ask for more I think as a female like you're already on the back foot unfortunately um but the game's growing massively and I don't think Kiwis quite realize how big women's football is like it is the biggest sport in the world for men and women um you just look at like the Euros that happened recently like you know we're getting like 80,000 people at games in Europe like it's freaking crazy so yeah but it's there's still a big disparity between men and women and I think like asking questions and like challenging um clubs and you know people higher up 
is, yeah, a good habit to start getting into. And I hate confrontation, um, but it's something I've kind of like learnt to ask more questions and stuff. Because um, yeah. how's it ever going to get better? So Have you always been one to ask questions or was it only kind of recently you've gone, okay? Probably only recently. Yeah. Like we've got some great girls in the ferns, like the older ones, like Ali Riley, Rhea Percival, Stoddy, Liv Chance. They're not afraid to ask questions. And then, you know, you see them do it and we've got like a new cycle of players coming through who – by the way, we're not even like the young ones anymore. There's yeah, like yeah. we're like middle age people like me, Malia, Paige, um, Grace Jale. So yeah, it's it's a hard thing to learn, and I think a lot of us are still a little bit, you know, not timid, but like we're still learning the ways. But yeah, yeah having the older girls kind of like setting the path for us is really helpful. Yeah, that's nice. Now, uh, as we record this today, it is 59 days until the Women's World Cup. Damn. You know, what's yeah, it's not long now. <laughs> yeah. What's the anticip- anticipation like for you? Yeah, so there is a bit going on. Obviously, like, we're in camp right now and then there's selections coming up and you it's hard. You don't want to, like, get too fixated on, like, the end goal. Um, so we've had a sports psych in who is also um, Kylie Wilson. Shout out to her. Um, I don't know if she'd ever <laughs> listen to this. But um, she also is with the Black Ferns, so... Um, and was a professional rugby player herself. So she knows her shit. Like, she is so good. Um, Having her around has been really good, and she's been, yeah, telling us to focus on just being the best players we can be, and selection is, you know, out of our control. Kind of just focus on what you can control. But, yeah, it's looming. It's so close now. Um, Yeah, it's just about being as ready as possible and, yeah, working on things that you need to work on. Yeah. Now, I mentioned before how, you know, asked you how you keep the outside noise and that was during your debut now building up to an event like this Mm -hmm. you know especially someone who has achieved a lot in a short amount of time when it's the the, you know professional debut to today's date there's been a lot of eyes on you and (laughs) there's been you know you see a lot of articles and a lot of highlights and a lot of interviews based around Claudia Bunge and for a footballer you know for someone who just wants to play football, mm. how do you quiet that out noise, that outside noise down? You know, how do you not let, you know, maybe a word that someone from Invercargill said on mm. you know, a, a comment section, you know, like that, yeah. that sort of thing. How do you not even let that come into account? How do you just focus on football? Yeah, that's another really good question. It does get pretty hard and I think, um, yeah, it does get overwhelming. I'm not going to sit here and say that it doesn't get to me and other people, um, But I think, yeah, it is like a a unique opportunity having a home World Cup. So we do expect this. Um, And, yeah, I'm just – when I do interviews and stuff, I'm just going to, like, be myself and say what I want to say. And if people don't agree with that, then unlucky. (laughs) Um, And I also have, like, good relationships with my family and friends. So if I ever need, like, a bit of advice or – dad keeps me pretty humble. He tells me to stop saying um all the time, which I always still do. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just being um, close with my family and friends helps a lot. And then when it does come to footy, just thinking about footy and not worrying about the rest. Yeah. Now, I know how close your, your family is, but, you know, what's family for you? How important is family for you? Yeah, it's massive. I think you can ask, like, anyone in New Zealand. Um, we're all pretty tight. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I've got uh, three siblings, um, and we all grew up together. Um, so our household was a bit chaotic. Um, PJ and I, uh, yeah, we're pretty close and 
we are very competitive. Um, even to this day, he still reckons he's faster than me. Um, but yeah, we're a very close knit family and, um, they've come from sporting backgrounds themselves, so they can kind of relate. Um, and yeah, it just, it just works. So I'm very lucky in that aspect. Yeah. I love that. What's, um, this is another put you on the spot kind yeah, of question. What's a, you know, scenario or could have even been an interaction or situation that you've been through yourself that's kind of stuck with you or, or just something that's taught you that it comes to your mind and, you know, that, that's kind of changed your perspective or moulded you a bit? Mm, um, that's a really good question. I guess, so for, I'll take it back to victory. There's probably a few, but I'm just dumb and can't think of any right now, but um, yeah, when we were playing Wellington um, away, we had to win this game to like get a final spot. And of course, they sneak a goal in. I still give the girls a bit of jiff about this because I'm like, you guys, why did you have to score? But it's okay. We're over it. Um, they scored a goal at the end. And we have these like this group of supporters called the Vikings that come to all of our games. Um, so they flew from Melbourne to Wellington to come to this game. Um, and they were, like, so wrapped by, like, the end of it, despite the result, because we weren't sure if we were going to go through. There were about three or four teams, I think, that could have made finals. And unfor- uh, fortunately, we, we made it through, luckily. Um, but they were so good about it. And I was like, like, just them being there is, like, so cool. Um, and there was another girl that was there watching, like, a supporter who comes to all our games. And she was crying. And I was like, oh, my God, like it was making me like really sad um so I guess just like realizing like what you're doing and like the impact it has on other people um yeah and like you know that but sometimes you kind of with everything moving so fast and you got like different games different weeks you don't really see those moments yeah um so yeah I gave her a hug after the game and then it was all good because we we made the finals so um but yeah it was definitely a bit of a jump scare I was like damn our season could be finished. Um, but, yeah, to have them around and to have Charlotte as her name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Do you sometimes forget the, the, the level you're at now? Oh, for sure. Sometimes I feel like I'm still just, like, playing first 11 football. Not quite first 11 football, but, like... Northern Lights. Days yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the girls I play with now in Ferns, I grew up with. Um, especially now there's, like, a big group of us that, like, did 17s and 20s together. Um, yeah, me and uh, Malia Steinmetz were talking about this the other day. We're like, shit, we kind of forget, like, the level we're playing at sometimes. Um, but I guess it's a good thing because we've got good connections on and off the field. So. Yeah. Do you remember, um, I think, you know, every football fan when we were younger going to a game, you know, we always wanted to get a shirt or a pair of boots. Do you remember the first interaction you had like that? Someone asking for, you know, a piece of your kit? Yeah, I think it was the first time I played at home, um, which was Christchurch um, at the start of last year. I keep forgetting it's 2023. Um, That's so bad. Uh, Yeah, we were playing in Christchurch and we lost, I think, the first game against Korea. It was like 1-0 or something. And yeah, we went to go sign some like posters and stuff after the game. And the kids were wanting like boots, shin pads... I'm pretty sure I gave my shinnies away and then I had to, like, go get another pair for the next game or something. Um, yeah, it was crazy to me. Like, I never had that um, kind of interaction. Because usually for Ferns, we would, like, travel away. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we went to the States um, and played USA. And tough, tough team, especially to play them, like, in the USA um, when they've got big home crowds. So, 
yeah, a lot of, like, you'd see a lot of other players getting that kind of attention, but, yeah, it was pretty foreign to me and some of the other girls, and we were like, holy oh, shit, shit, like, yeah, 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 but it was so cool, it was so cool to see um, kids and their families and parents and heaps of boys as well, not just, like, younger yeah, yeah, girls, yeah. Yep. Um, they were loving it, um, and yeah, it was, it was just really cool to interact with them. So a little bit of an insider, what do you need to do when you give your stuff away? So, you know, when you gave your shinies away, what's, yep. the, what's the process to get some more? Oh, um, well, usually I would just like go buy some or like borrow someone else's, yeah, yeah. but I've learned maybe like don't give your shinies away unless you've got like a backup pair. So I learned that the hard way. I also gave a pair of boots away that I definitely could have still worn, but yeah. that's all right. Like it's, it, it's, it, it makes up for it and it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Where's the one place you've traveled to or, you know, a, a game that, you know, sticks to you vividly that either was a real good game or a game where you like, you know, you learned a lot off it. Mm. You know, somewhere you traveled, a game you played, which one would come to mind? Mm. Um, a game I played that was pretty hectic um, was in Australia. Yeah. Um, the first game we played against the Matildas in Townsville. I had never been to Townsville, um, but it was pretty cool. It was just really hot and muggy. So we finished A-League season, and, yeah, that tour was, like, pretty much, like, straight after in April. Um, and the crowd was so awesome, and obviously, like, that was the end of my second season with Victory. So Australia had, like, become a second home to me. So um, I knew a few people at that game, which was really cool. Um and, yeah, we unfortunately lost in the last, like, extra minutes. Um, but it was a nuts game. Like, we were so close to winning and it would have been a massive upset. Um, but I think Sam Kerr nodded in a, a bloody goal. Um, and, yeah, I think for me that was that was just a game I really remember. Because, um, yeah, we, we played well. We defended, like, our lives depended on it. Um, and it was in a country where, you know, I've got, like, pretty strong ties to now. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far playing in professional sports? Um, Actually, I want to say, what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself playing in professional sports? Damn, hitting me with all yeah. the yeah, putting you on all the, spot the deep all questions yeah. about myself. Um, I guess to just like go with your gut and like expect the hard times because there's a a lot of them. Um, I think yeah, anyone you ask. Like, there's so much struggle in sport, but I guess if you get through those times, this sounds so goddamn cheesy, but, like, it makes, like, when you win or when you accomplish something or if you make a team, it makes it so much sweeter. So kind of maybe just, like, enjoy the struggle a little bit. Um, and, like, right now we're, you know, doing a lot of fitness and it hurts, but I say to the girls, there's, like, no other like no other people on the planet I'd rather be doing it with. So kind of like finding, um, not a bit of fun, but, you know, enjoying those moments, even though at the time it probably sucks. Yeah. 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 So. I get you. I get you, man. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is when, with playing at that level, you know, not even professional level, it could be, you know, prem grade for a club or whatever. Mm. Have you ever been one to make a mistake during a game or maybe you give yourself a bit of shit after the game for making a mistake? Have you ever been one to kind of, overthink mistakes and when you if you have been one to overthink your mistakes how do you stop yourself from digging a deeper hole like how do, how do you go okay yep i made that mistake who gives a shit time to move on mm. um i think as i've gotten older i've gotten better at that when i was mm. younger i was 
yeah, pretty atrocious. I'd just, like, re- replay, like, the whole scenario in my head over and over again. Um, and I don't usually, like, sleep too well after games anyways, like, even if we've had a good game. Like, it's just – I think if you ask most people, they would, you know, like, say something similar. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like, when you're starting, like, a new week of training, like, knowing things you need to, like, improve on. So, say you turned over the ball um, an X amount of times, like, during training that week, kind of, like, focusing – um, and like on those sorts of things, um, I find helps me get over it, but you also like, you just have to move on because, you know, like the only person that's going to be replaying all those mistakes is you, like no one else minus the coach, maybe, um, no one else really pays that much attention, um, despite what you think. So kind of like learning to move on quickly is something I'm still learning to do, but yeah, kind of focusing on something new for the week and yeah, turning maybe something I didn't do so great into something positive and then, yeah, hopefully not doing it again the next day. <laughs> well, it's interesting what you said that the only person that will be replaying it in your head is most likely yourself. Mm. Putting you on the spot again, would you have any advice for, you know, the young boy or the young girl out there who is kind of in that that kind of make or break time in their life being an athlete? You know, it's either, I'm not sure if you found it, but... Could be the age where you're going into high school or going out of high school where life starts getting busy so you're, mm. and you're real passionate about a sport. Okay, you know, am I going to keep pursuing it or am I going to give it up a bit and go go work and that sort of stuff? Do you have any advice for someone who may worry about what others think about them when they're playing a game? Because mistakes are always going to happen. And it's, sure. you know, sometimes it's really hard not to worry about, okay, you know, what's my teammate thinking about me? Oh, you know after the game or are they talking about me you know what's the what's the coach or the assistant coach thinking about me right now like have you ever found yourself in that that position or do you have any advice for someone who may find themselves in that position yeah for sure we've all been there and like I think even as like uh I'm 23 but like you know as you get older those things still happen and you still have those thoughts um kind of what I said back you know if you like make a mistake not mm getting too worked up over it like have a look at it address it acknowledge it have a plan how you're going to like change it um and then doing it it's all well and good saying oh you know i need to be better blah 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 but if you like don't put any action into it then what's the point yeah um and also yeah like if you're looking at committing to sport like it it, it's really tough and i think you're going to make mistakes along the way but that is how you become better um, and even though, you know, you get beaten 1v1 or you miss a shot or whatever, um, yeah, that is the best way to learn, unfortunately, is through making mistakes. It's not going to be like a steady incline. Um, that would also be boring as well. That's the, the beauty of sport. And everyone kind of peaks at different times. Just because you're not the best player on your team at 16 doesn't mean you can't be when you're 23. So I think just, yeah, a bit of perspective and have other things in your life as well like school friends another hobby um yeah it keeps you grounded and can help definitely that's crazy that you just said everyone peaks at different times because at the moment that's one of my three three messages i push out there oh yeah is to not compare yourself to others because yeah. we all peak at different times facts it's so true yeah um i can think of one of the girls in um my team at the moment who played for the phoenix mickey foster yep. she's just had like the craziest eight to nine months. Um, and she was, like, always a good player, like, growing up, like, really good player, can play off both feet. Um, but, yeah, kind of um, 
kind of stopped for a little while. She still played, but she wasn't getting picked. Um, and then, yeah, gets a chance with the Phoenix and cleans up all the awards, has the craziest season. She did so good, and now she's playing Ferns, and yeah. she's 24. Yeah. So, like, age is honestly a number. If you're not making it at 16, 17, 18, like, don't stress. And I think that's a, that's kind of what I was meaning by the make or break moment, is that's I remember being 16 playing for reserves, and they're like, okay, by 20 you should be playing first team. And then you have all these guys who, you know, like myself, coming back after three years, mm. back to reserves at 20, and you're like, oh, well, is there any point trying next year? And that's when a lot of people go, couldn't give a shit, stuff up, I'm not going to try anymore. Yeah. And when me and, when me and PJ were at our <laughs> NFF, there, this, was, this guy came in, and it was kind of on the same lines. He didn't get selected for the All-Whites for, I don't know, six, seven years. Mm. And then he was 25, and he randomly got, randomly got the call up one day after training. And he goes, it's funny that, this guy said, it's funny that because if I didn't get that call up, that was going to be, can't be bothered anymore. Because mm-hmm. he tried for so many years. And that was, that was exactly along the lines of what you're saying. You know, yeah. Just because you don't get picked at 16, 17 doesn't mean you're not going to get picked in a few years' time. We all pick at, peak at different times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, it happens at any level. Things yeah. can just change so quickly. Like one minute you can be playing in the National League like Mickey was and then next minute you're playing professional football in the A-League. Um, it can happen so quickly and it's like that with like injuries as well. Mm. It's why it's good to have like other things in your life um, to kind of keep you grounded and yeah, not rely on like sport as like your one happiness because yeah. otherwise when you get the ups and downs, it's you're just going to be on a bit of a roller coaster. How do you find the balance? Like how do you how do you balance it out and not let sport become too much of your life? It's pretty hard when <laughs> when you're doing it six to eight times a week. Um, yeah, when you're losing, it's it's really hard not to get too worked up. Um, yeah, I guess, like I said before, like, you know, I'm quite a social person. Like, go hang out with mates, not even, like, football mates, like, just, you know, my regular mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes they don't even, like, know where I'm playing or what I'm doing, and they don't ask about, about football, which I find is really nice. Mm. Um but yeah, it is it is really hard to to get caught up in it, especially when there's like a lot going on. Um, just like trying to slow down, like when you get the time, um, and yeah, just taking a chill pill. Yeah, take a chill pill. Take a chill yeah, pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kiwi saying that, yeah. isn't it? Now before we wrap it up, okay, I want you to. I, I briefed you on it before we started, but your closing scene. I haven't thought about it once. Uh, good, good. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't have. So imagine up to this point, your movie, uh, your life has been a movie. Okay, and before don't stop stop trying to think about okay, it. Okay, okay. Stop trying to think Sorry. about it. It's just <laughs> happening. I can't help it. Imagine if I just hit you with something now. Oh. So you're like, oh shit! Be- before the closing credits come, you have you know one final message, maybe something you want to say to the young Claudia or or a young girl who's in in your shoes that you were when you're younger, or a message you feel needs to put out to the world can be anything. Oh, What's your closing scene? Oh my god! Ah, and, you... t- and take your time. Okay, don't, don't I, I will because I got nothing rushed. in my head good, right now. Good. Even though you briefed me on it before. Um, damn. Closing line. I have a feeling it's going to be something your dad said to you. It'll be yeah. Oh frick! I'm trying to think. It'll be something lighthearted and funny. Um, oh, I had this, like, 
mentality when I was younger that I just like wouldn't get married and like I'd just like be a dog mum. So something along the lines of are you a dog mum yet? Probably. I hope so. I really want a dog. What kind of dog? Um, I love Staffies. Like, ooh, like blue Staffy would be sick. Ooh, yeah. But I just like travel too much. So I think like once I like pick somewhere to live, maybe after footy, the first thing I'm doing is getting a dog. So yeah, maybe am I a dog mum yet? Love that. What a closing scene that was. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming after a training and, and taking time out to come on the podcast. And thank you for being open and honest. And it's been an amazing chat. Thanks for having me. As always, guys, do what makes you happy. Do what you know is right and do what you need to do for you. Love yourself. Be kind to others. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.